from Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 144. Today's show is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts, Squarespace, Build It Beautiful, and Pen Chalet. Great deals on high-quality pens of 100% satisfaction guarantee. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by the man with the plan, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, sir. How are you today? I am very well, sir. How are you? I'm pretty good, I think. Um, we're recording early for those that are happen to be listening live, you know, an hour or so early, because Mike is very gracious in manipulating his schedule to uh, to uh, allow me to do some things I need to do around the house. And I don't know if I'm a little thrown off by that, but one of the added bonuses that we get today, Mike, is we get we get a lot. We get a mail call like straight from my mailbox into the podcast without. You know, I've opened the packages, but I haven't really gone through um, every all of the contents. So we're going to get a, a really fun uh, mail call event today, which we haven't had in a while. So we'll, we'll chalk that up to uh, going a little bit early today. I like that. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah. So we got um, a little bit of follow-up to get to. And one of the topics is our friend Mel, who does the the hugely... I don't know what you call this, the show. What did we you, you you had the right word last uh, episode. It's basically the recap of the show. Yeah, it's in, like a recap. In, in email format. It's like bullet pointed, point by point. And when I say point by point, there's probably, what, 25 points in this email. And she has given us the permission to share it with you guys. And so we're going to have that link in the show notes, which you can find at penaddict.fm slash... No, oh. no, no. <laughs> I know, I know it's what you really want, but it's Relay Relay FM. Relay.fm slash penaddict slash 144. Brad is showing his true colors again as he tries to take over the entire network. I've been so good at getting that show notes link out, and I failed hardcore on that one. I'm going to chalk it up to the the time difference in recording today. Yeah. I am kind of thrown for a loop. But, um... She's been awful timely on these, and and she listened to last week's episode. So we have our point by point, uh, from from Mel, and I'll share that with the chat room. And we're not going to read through the whole thing, but uh, you can see what we're talking about when we referenced it last week. It's really amazing, but you have to have listened to the show to understand it because she just chimes right in, like almost like we're having a conversation with her at the same time we're doing the show. Right? That's it, kind of the yeah. Format. It would probably be better to read these like for us to read them and listen back you know yeah and i've done that before because i usually i don't listen back the next day but i'll usually listen back a couple days down the line if i get a chance sometimes i do sometimes i don't but it would be good to have this pulled up and and sometimes i read her comments and i'll be like did we say that what's she talking about there (laughs) it'll take me a minute to figure it out but it's good so what I liked in this week's is how, because of the publishing, she's like second guessing and like talking to herself <laughs> about herself during it. It really made me smile. She's like, I'm trying to be less crazy this week, but feel like I'm being more crazy. You know, like, uh, yeah. I like it. I really like it. Yeah, she said she was self-conscious when I gave when I said the word count last week, and uh, this week she went up to 800. But we won't we won't be uh, we won't be posting her her. Uh, her little ritual to uh to everyone every week so we just wanted to give you all a taste of this because me and mike really really appreciate it and actually i get a lot out of this to kind of uh recap it everything so one of the one of the things we talked about last week was that orange vanishing point that i said came out in the 90s you know the limited edition one mm-hmm. and I, I got several corrections that thing was only released in 2007 which is before you and i took the plunge in the deep dive into all this pen stuff. And so even though it was only in, in 2007, you still just never see these for sale. I don't know what the release, what the um, edition number was that was released, but it's really pretty. And if it ever came up for a reasonable amount, I guess I would probably, I don't know, try to acquire one. It's, it's not at the top of the list just cause I know I'm never gonna, never gonna see one, but it's so, so pretty. So do you see Mark Backus on Twitter? Yes. I'm going to put yes. his in the show notes. I think this is actually his one. Yeah. He has, um, at some point, oh, were there, oh, Mark is actually in the chat room today. I, I don't know if that's, this is a, a cryptic uh, chat message. I'm guessing there were 2007 of these since it was 
released in 2007. So um, that makes it pretty rare on the scale of pens. And Mark, unfortunately, sold his. Yeah. Yeah, and he's Mark, kicking himself now. Yeah, because he could at least sell it, uh, sell it to me at, at the Atlanta Pin Show. Yep. So for a high high dollar, I bet as well that would. Oh yeah, for. for a high dollar, for a high dollar. So you will meet Mark at the Atlanta Pin Show. He is uh, he is the man uh, of the Pin Show. He he keeps them in line over there. Mark, we can shake uh, our head at you, you know, <laughs> when we see you. Yep. Yep. Give you the tisk tisk. But oh. uh, 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 Mark will uh, bring the rest of his collection that will knock your socks off. So be prepared for that. So he says 900 were available in the U.S. So thank you, Mark, for clarifying that. All right. A pin that there are none available in the U.S. and there are actually none available in the U.K. Do you want to tell us about this certain pin that is really, really hard to find, Mike? <laughs> What's found that it. sound? I found it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I found it. the ink. I found it. Uh, <laughs> this is maybe Ding. like Wednesday of last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was on Wednesday. So let me tell you a story. So uh, on Wednesday, I gave a talk at the Apple Store in Covent Garden. Um, there is an audio of it yet. There will be, um, as we were <coughs> name dropper. <clears throat> Sorry, oh, excuse, uh, I was saying something about being a name dropper or something like that. It's it's part of the story. You'll see why it's part of the story. Okay, okay it makes okay. sense. So uh, I did that. I'll, there'll be audio of it. Like I'll 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 tweet about it when it whenever it's up. Okay. Um, part of it is because you know I knew that there was going to be people there that uh, were listeners of the shows and stuff like that. So I know this sounds so terrible, but I wanted to make sure that just in case I had like a pen to sign something with, just in case. I've had it happen to me before. Sure, sure. Um, and, and I really didn't want to be in the situation where I didn't have like a Sharpie or something with me just in case. And then I thought it might always be a good idea to keep a Sharpie in the bag that I carry that sort of stuff around with. You never know when a situation like this is going to come up. And I would hate to be, I would hate to miss out on a celebrity feeling moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was looking for some pens like that. Now, uh, previous sponsor of the show, but I've been, a, I'm a, I have been an Art Snacks customer in the past, received many of their great boxes. Absolutely. So I, I, I actually have kept a lot of the stuff that they send me in the boxes that they sent them in because it's just a nice way to kind of store that stuff. So a couple of months ago, uh, I think I was. I was working on like a birthday card. Every now and then I might like hand make something. It's very rare for me to do that. Or maybe like I want to have like a couple of different colors in a card or whatever. So my art snack stuff is good for that because I have lots of like lots of interesting materials and uh, different like brush pens of different colors, which I typically wouldn't buy for myself. So I used them there and I kind of used a bunch. So I thought, oh, I, I might have like a permanent marker uh, in there which I can use so I started opening some boxes and was looking through at it and lo and behold in one of those boxes was the ink unbelievable so I know what I did when I was doing that card previously I had loads of pens on my desk I just picked them yep. all up and put it back in the box that's amazing when I found it I was like ah! it was like I was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I've got it, and I'm so happy that it's here. Uh, and I sent you a picture, and I it wouldn't tell you the story. Uh, you did. Nobody you texted wanted me any- the picture. Nobody wanted anything signed, which was mm-hmm. perfectly fine because I got to find find my favorite pen. Well, what a story! That's awesome. <laughs> I've actually done that before. You get sometimes you get. Like on my desk, I get so many things out, and then when it's time to put everything away, things kind of get squirreled away. We're not exactly where they, where they came from. I, I, that's awesome. So I, I, and you're never gonna find it right until you actually have to, you run across that thing again that you were doing just randomly, like you just did, and you'll never find it otherwise. And that's just perfect. That yeah, is perfect. I never would have, just I just never would have thought to even look in there. Like it didn't, <laughs> it didn't register that that would be a thing that I needed to check. Yeah, 
So are you, are you going to put one of those chips on it now to where you can track it with your iPhone? I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on my desk now. Poor old Twisby has been moved to the side for a little bit. While, while Man, I... he got some he got some run while the ink was away, and now yep. back back of the line, mister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cool. Cool. Well, I, I'm certainly uh, glad, and I'm glad we kept uh, taunting you about it until it returned. You know, I, I wasn't planning on giving you a total hard time, but I, I did have to drop it in every now and then. And now, I wish I joke. could have found it before last week's episode, though. Yeah, that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. And uh, Dan's probably missing it today because we're going a little bit earlier than normal, so he doesn't know. He doesn't know that you found it yet, but he will know soon enough, mm-hmm. and he will be happy. He will be happy for you too. All right, speaking of Dan, Dan's going to be joining us in Atlanta for the Atlanta Pin Show, and that is officially funded through Kickstarter, so thank you all, our, thank you all our backers for helping us fund that. So Mike and I wanted to give just kind of a quick update on what to expect. Um, if you got my, if you backed the project and you got my follow-up update, there's actually not a lot to tell right now, right? So we're going to... Kickstarter sends us the money in about 10 to 14 days. We have to order some more materials and the labels for the cases. Um, you know, we need to get, um, you know, Mike and Anna and the video team and everything organized and planned to meet at the event and coordinate and get all our ducks in a row for that. And then we have to figure out what we're going to do with some of the excess money, right, Mike? So mm-hmm. we got to, you know, we've talked about getting some pins for some you know, doing random giveaways for, for backers, for pins, like me, you and Anna each buy, you know, a pin of a certain amount and we give them away to backers. So we're going to start working on that additional planning now so we can share with everyone what the total plan will be for all the funds that we collected for this. And, um, it's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, we have a lot of plans at the show right now, um, for those of you who are fortunate enough to live in the area or are traveling to the show, which I've heard a lot of people are doing, it's kind of crazy. It's it's really, really nuts. And we will um, be publishing all that information publicly. So, you know, if you are coming to the show, you can know when, when the events are. Like, we're going to do a party one night and, you know, things like that. And we'll do the video recording right one night. And we don't know if we're going to have an audience for that and things like that. So there's going to be a lot more information coming. Did you have any, um, anything you wanted to add to that, Mike? No, just thanks again to everybody that, that backed the project and, and exactly as Brad said, like we, we now need to work out, uh, what we're going to do with it. Like I personally don't even know how much excess there is. Like I haven't, I'm not as close yeah. to the numbers as you are, but I, I, we need to sit and work it out because there's fees and taxes that have to yeah. to be accounted for, and then we can start from there. Yep, that's exactly what we're going to do. So we'll probably start working on that next week once we get the final numbers in from Kickstarter, and then we can go from there. And uh, we'll all sit down, me and you and Steven and Anna and whoever else we need to get involved. We'll all uh, start coordinating all that stuff. And we'll definitely keep the backers in the loop. So Not, not, far, not long away now, my friend. It's really not. Um, six weeks? Six weeks, yep. Yep, yep. Episode 150. Uh, yeah, I know. When I start, I realize how close we're getting when I see the episode numbers of today, like it's 144. I'm like, wow. Yep. <laughs> it's really right around the corner, and I feel so unprepared. But it all comes together. It always does. Right, Brad, let me just take a quick break, and then we will uh, we'll jump into your mail call. I'm very excited to hear what you're saying, especially considering you've made a point of it. I'm sure there's going to be some cool stuff in there. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by lynda.com. lynda.com is an amazing service where you're able to learn new and awesome things for yourself. Start learning something new right now at lynda.com with a 10-day free trial. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world. It has They have over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, and they're adding new courses all the time. Whether you want to set new financial goals, maybe you want to set up a new hobby that you've always been interested in, you want to learn a little bit more about that, Lynda.com are the people that can help you do and achieve whatever you like. When you sign up to Lynda.com, you're going to get unlimited access to all of their courses they're adding new courses all the time and you'll get access to all of them which is absolutely fantastic whatever they're adding you can see you can watch you can learn you can learn on your tablet on your mobile device they have great apps to do that as well as on your desktop and stuff like that too 
Maybe you want to learn a bit about development, web development, or you want to learn a bit about writing skills, photography, typography, art and drawing skills. Maybe you want to learn how to understand how to use light and shadow effectively. Maybe you want some great uh, tasks to help you just practice on a day-to-day. Maybe you've got some stuff you want to learn at work, like management tips, or maybe you want to learn how to go paperless. These are just a smorgasbord of topics of which you can choose. There are so many different things over at lynda.com. You can sit and listen to me talk about it all day if you like, but what I would suggest is the best thing you can do is go and taste it all for yourself. Go and sign up for a free 10-day trial right now to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash penaddict. You can go in there, you can try it all out for 10 days, and I'm sure you're going to want to sign up. And if you do, you'll be helping support this show as well. So I challenge you to go and learn something new with lynda.com. That's lynda.com slash penaddict. Thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of this show and Relay FM. Awesome. Thank you, lynda.com. All right. So had an interesting mail day today. Some things I've been waiting for. Some things showed up randomly that I was not expecting at all. And um, some stuff from Knock that we're testing out all arrived in one big batch about 15 minutes before we got on the show. So, let's talk about this order that I made from Cult Pins. And they sponsored the blog a couple weeks ago and had a nice discount. And I'm proud to say I am now the owner of the Stormtrooper Vanishing Point. Which you can see right here. See, this is like a video podcast. I'm holding up like Vanna White. So I'm just getting out the box right now. This is actually a pilot capless. So it comes in a different box. It's called the capless, not the vanishing point, because it wasn't made for the American market. And it's pretty much as sweet as you would anticipate, Mike. Um, here. Very nice sound. So that's, that's for you. Um, first click right out the box. Um, checking out the converter. It's got a medium nib. It's got the black nib to go with the white and black trim barrel. And it's pretty sweet. And the first thing I do when I upload my file to you after the show is to ink this bad boy up and take some pictures. I'll put them out on Instagram. The box is really nice. So you um, finally this, got it then? I finally got it. Stormtrooper. Yep. Stormtrooper. I also what pushed got, you to What pushed you to go for it? A 20% discount. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I figured I I finally got to the point where I've talked about this pin so much. If it ever becomes unavailable, I'm gonna be ticked off that I don't have it when like I have the an orange opportunity. One. Yeah, when I have an opportunity to get it at a discount, I I just went for it. So that that's what pushed me over the edge is I would realize I think I would regret not getting this one. So I'm happy to to get it. And since I'm shipping from the UK to the US. The postage is a little bit high, so I always throw in a couple of extra things. I got the Cult Pens Deep Dark Purple Ink. You know I'm a fan of their Deep Dark Blue Inks that uh, Diamine makes for them. And have you ever used the Calipino Notebooks, Mike? The what? Calipino Notebook. No idea. It's this really neat notebook. They're made in France. Um, it comes in this neat little packaging. It's got a bunch of people are fans of these, and I've never used them. So I picked up some. You know, they're standard field notes, memo book size, 3.5 by 5.5 inches. Um, just made in made in France with a French origin story. All the uh, there's um, all the details and insights about the uh, about the notebooks is in French. So I'll have to brush off my old uh, French skills and see if I can figure out what it means. But I got these nice little memo books, dot grid memo books, in this really cool box packaging. And man, that's gonna be fun. So I knew that order was coming because. I placed the order. I just didn't know when it was coming. I've actually been wait- I've been waiting for it for like two weeks now because and, and just like chomping at the bit. Where's my pen? I need this pen. What I didn't expect was something from Baron Fig showed up in my mailbox today. This is what's interesting. I haven't been online much today. Um, I don't know if this is out and about, but let me read you this note from Adam at Baron Fig. Brad! There's, oh, an ex- there's, me. There, there's there's an exclamation point, so I'm just uh, I'm just uh, doing how how Adam wrote it. Brad, our new limited edition maker hardcover confidant and pocket apprentice set is coming out on Wednesday, the fourth, our one year anniversary. 
Hope you enjoy them. Adam. So Adam has hooked me up with um, their confidant, their large hardbound notebook side in the maker uh, model and a set of the apprentice notebooks in their maker model. These are beautiful. I'm sure you'll start seeing them online. Um, I don't, you know, if I've got them, they didn't tell me I couldn't talk about them until the fourth. So I'm talking about them, but I probably won't put any links out, but they're a dark gray with a nice kind of muted yellow uh, logo. Everything that they've done design wise has been really, really beautiful so far. So you can imagine these, how these look, these will look the same. And um, maybe I'll, I'll take some sneak previews of that to, um, to put in my Instagram feed, maybe, I don't know, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, something like that. What's your overall feel about Baron Fig products? Like, I've never tried any. They're really good as long as you don't use fountain pens. Right, well then, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't like them for fountain pens, but I use the Apprentice one, which is the little one, in my Midori Traveler's Passport, which I reviewed today on the blog, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, and I'll tell you how I use that. But I don't like how fountain pens write on their paper. Seems like they're working on an app as well. Yeah, and they're working on an app. It's, uh, you know, like a, I don't know if it's a journaling app or a to-do list app. I forget what they how they described it. Um, that's supposed to be out soon, too, I think also this month. So they're, uh, they're busy people. So, um, yeah, I love the design, the style, and the quality is actually really good. It's just the paper is not good for fountain pens. Is it too like thin? The, no, it, it's not too thin. It uh, feathers too much. Hmm. So there's a little bit of spread. It soaks up a little bit too much ink. So, come on, Baron so that's Fig. why they're not the hu- they're not the heavy rotation paper for me, but they are a useful paper for me. Okay. So I, I'll put them in that range. I also have some new paper samples that Mr. Jeffrey Brookwickwe Brookwickwe <laughs> sent me from Notco. Um, when I was up at the shop last week, we went and met with our printer, got some new paper samples of some things we wanted to try, and we think we found a really, really killer paper that we're going to use for an upcoming product, so I just wanted to tease that, Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited about that. I actually brought that in today to write with while I'm doing this podcast, and I have to say it's living up to my personal hype so far. I was excited about it, and right now it's living up to it. Do we, um, like, is this something that when we hear about it, we're going to be familiar with it in any way? Or is this a totally new thing to a lot of people? No, yeah, I would say familiar. It's just going to, it's a better paper, and we're going to use it in some products. It's good. It's a good, it's a paper that's going to work well with fountain pens, along with every other type of pen. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I can so, live with so that. hopefully we'll so hopefully we'll see it soon because I need to test it out some more and I have a whole slew of other paper samples. We're working on a couple different products for that. I also have, and this didn't come in the mail today, but I am using it as we speak. Um, the Fodder Stack XL. A bunch of people asked me on Twitter today, when is it coming out? Probably April. Hopefully for the pen show. So it's right around the corner. This is going to be the fodder stack that's going to fit the memo books, like our Doc Dash pocket notebook. It's a three and a half by five and a half memo book holder. I have. We finalized the dimensions for the cut pattern, and it's perfect. And I've been rocking this for I don't know a week now, and it's it's working out well. My prototype is as expected as jeff and i expected so we are working on production of those now so look for those on sale soon Mm. so that's my mail day it was kind of epic um the only thing i'm missing that i thought might seal the deal is my nexus fountain pen seems like everyone's gotten theirs except me the in the non-titanium group i'm an aluminum or aluminum backer and i have not got mine but Several of our online friends have received theirs, so I'm anticipating maybe mine will be here this week. Who knows? Who knows? I know you have a while to wait. Sorry about that, but yeah, as always, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some more pens. What do you got for me? I do. Should I have something? Yeah, Pen Chalet, our oh. best friends at Pen Chalet. 
We do love the Pen Chalet. We love the Pen Chalet because they sell the stuff that you're interested in. They have amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more from your favorite brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, and Kaveco. They sell all of these and are, of course, an authorized dealer. And they sell these at prices that you pretty much won't believe. And I genuinely don't know how the guys and girls over at Penchalet manage to do what they do for you guys every week. They have incredible customer service. They believe in making sure that your experience is good with them. Their customer service is very fast, very reliable. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're always adding new stuff every single month and twice a month they have closeout specials. Uh, th- sorry, discounts. They do closeout specials every two weeks. So they've always got great deals that they're refreshing over at Pen Chalet. You can get free shipping on order over, orders of over $50 in the continental United States. And they also sell internationally as well with very reasonable shipping rates. And don't forget, you could take advantage of currency conversion. It can always be your friend. As well as all the brands and the stuff that I mentioned earlier, all the pens that they do. Pen Chalet also sell limited edition stuff. Incredible things you're not going to find anywhere else, but also pen carrying cases, holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. Pen Chalet can truly be your one-stop shop for the pen addict in your life. So go to penchalet.com, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and use the code PENADDICT to save 10% on your order. But what you really want to do for those super secret deals for pen addict listeners is click the podcast link at the top of the site and enter the code PENADDICT to find some special deals, including today, uh, Pilot... So basically, we have these two pens. They're at great discounts. Uh, we have the Pilot Custom 74 fountain pen. It's at 25% off plus the 10% coupon. You'll be able to get your hands on one of these for $135. And the Sailor 1911, again, 25% off plus your 10% coupon at checkout. You'll get $131.63 for this one. Uh, these This deal is available on select nib sizes and colors. You want to make sure that you check the site for more information. It's all up there for you. Uh, but fantastic deals on a couple of top-notch pens as well. Uh, love these guys. They're just so good at what they do. Yes, yeah, so let me... Uh, can I chime in here, Mike? I would love you to. So the last time they had the Pilot Custom 74 as part of our podcast deal, do you know what happened? Saw that super fast. I bought one on the show. They had the orange one. Ah, yes. Yeah, and that's good timing because I actually have that in the show notes because I finally reviewed it. So I'm going to be talking about that pen even more in a minute. But it's such a good deal on that pen. It's a pen I've been wanting for a long time. I'll tell you right now, that pen lived up to every amount of hype that I built up for it. And it's definitely probably in my top 10 pens, if not, you know, kind of encroaching on the top five that's kind of a hard list to put together of all my fountain pens but i use it all the freaking time it is that good and i noticed this time they don't have orange because (laughs) they know we're gonna buy them all out so they have blue uh clear and smoke and all in medium nib i ordered a medium nib and i guess some are in fine blues in fine and medium i love this pen and I love it so much that I bought it on this episode the last time they had this uh, this deal for us. So Sailor 1911, you can't go wrong with that pen either. I don't have this exact model, but you know I'm a fan of Sailor's Mike. And they have the whole range of nib in extra fine, fine, medium. And they also have a blue barrel, which I haven't seen. I'll have to check that one out. So they have the black and gold barrel and a blue and gold barrel, which I'll take a look at because that's a pretty good deal. And these Sailor's Extra Fine nibs are really, really nice. They were right, as you would imagine, about as fine as you like a Pilot Hitech C 0.4 millimeter pen. They're really, really, really fine, and they're really, really nice. So good job, Ron. The Sailor 1911 Pilot Custom 74, check them out. They're really good deals. You're not going to find prices any better than this, quite honestly, and even in the featured offers he has um a few more pins that i'm going to check out after the show including still has some uh Kaveco art sports so you can there, so. It, they uh pen Chalet does have in stock the orange but it's just not part of this deal <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> maybe because you make everybody buy specific colors i don't know but you, you can get you can get it if you want it and you can still get 10 percent off that's right. Um, so we broke could, we broke his internet last time. Yeah, so you can still you can still save yourself some money. 
Uh, I might buy one of these before the end of the show, depending on what you say. I might break the seal. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But mm-hmm. that's, that's our friends over at Pen Chalet. Once again, incredible deals for you. Go and check them out, penchalet.com. Don't forget the pen addict code to get those special deals. Thank you so much to Ron and Pen Chalet for continuing to sponsor the show. I love having them as a part of this podcast. They're just a great, great people to work with. So thank you, Ron. And thank you, Pen Chalet. All right. So I have some more pens to talk about and we haven't really done this in a while where I want to recap some of the reviews I've done on the blog and some topics we keep meaning to get to and these are the topics that end up getting you know kind of moved off the end of the show if we're running long or have a guest like we had last week and we just want to focus on them and we've never really gotten to my Nakaya review like we keep saying we're going to get to that Nakaya review get to the Nakaya review and it keeps moving down the list <laughs> you know it's kind of a self-inflicted thing you know sometimes we ramble on and run on but i made a point to fit these in today so let's talk about this nakaya so i have the nakaya portable cigar ao tamanuri fountain pen with a fine cursive italic nib rhodium plated you got that mm-hmm. all right so you understand now all right this is my favorite pen i own oh you're killing me it's not because of the price it's not because it's a nakaya it's because it's everything i want in a pen all right it's what (laughs) well what is that then like what's everything you want in a pen when i started getting into fountain pens and you know i had my lamy safaris and you know pilot preras and you know everything you kind of start out with in this big world of fountain pens you know i was browse around and i would see these pens that i had no clue what they are but wow are they beautiful and there were these black really shiny black barrel pens with no adornments at all and they might have like a little hint of red peeking out around the cap or around the end of the pen underneath the the outer black color and I was like, wow, that is an awesome pen. That looks like my kind of pen. So then I'd forget about it. And then I'd go back and I'd just be researching on the internet and going through the fountain pen network. And I'd run across this pen again. I was like, okay, I need to figure out what this pen is. I see people, pictures of it, but there's no name attached or it's not registering with me. You know, I don't know what I'm doing at this point. And I finally figure out, oh, okay, it's this brand called Nakaya. I don't know squat about Nakaya. I hardly know anything about fountain pens. So I do a little bit of digging in Nakaya. And then I get to the price, right? Because that's the kicker. Holy cow, these are expensive. You know, here I am pretty jacked about my $25 Lamy Safari. And I'm looking at a $600 Nakaya. Those the, You don't connect the dots between those two. That doesn't really work. At least for me. That's not how I function. So I learned more, and our friend Thomas Hall got a hold of me, and he started putting me through the paces. He could see, like, he went through the same journey that I've been going through these past couple years, and we have a lot of similar tastes, and he started feeding me pens to test out. And he was slowly working his way up after about his third or fourth shipment to me, where I've tried all these pilots and platinums and sailors. He knew I liked the Japanese pins, just like he does. He was finally ready. He's like, okay, I'm going to send you my Nakaya. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I literally told him, do not send me that. I'm not ready to have that in my possession, especially yours. There's something that's not mine. Do not send it to me. Now, was this because you you didn't want to damage or lose or break his, or you just didn't want that yet because you you didn't want to buy one? The first first part. Right, you didn't want to... I wanted to ensure... I wanted to be comfortable with myself handling someone else's very, very precious pen. Um, And he's told me as much how much he cares for this particular, particular Nakaya that he sent me. So I said, I'm not ready for that. And he's like, okay, yeah, just tell me when. He's like, I get it, you know, you you want to be able to use it comfortably, so let me let me know when. I don't know how long it took from when I told him no to when I 
got it sent to me. I thought but you were just only... going to say he sent it anyway. Like, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't send it anyway. But it, it was only a few months later. I said, okay, you know, I've used all these other pens of yours. You've entrusted me with, like, some really rare and unique, irreplaceable pens. It's Nakaya time. So he sent it on, and I used it, and I really, really liked it. Like, I don't know that my expectations were high, and I maybe it not sure if it quite met it. Maybe it was the style that he has is a little different style than the one that I bought, and I loved it. I mean, I was like, okay, I get it, I see it, I felt it, I've used it. I'm not ready to spend six hundred and fifty dollars on this or whatever the price is. And great, I, I've had this experience. And then that experience kind of sticks in my head and I learn more about these pens and I'm feeling more comfortable owning a pen with this much cachet, I guess, and this much involved in in making the pen and this expensive of a pen to where I'm getting more comfortable of the idea of a Nakaya. I was like, okay, you know, I've missed, I miss having Thomas's around. I think I'm going to start hunting for my own. That was like the biggest challenge of this whole thing. I spent months researching what Nakaya I'm going to buy. There are so many different um, models and styles that you can go with, and it's such an expensive pen, and I'm not going to get to try it ahead of time. I want to ensure that I'm going to do the best job I can getting a pen that's the best for me. So I researched and researched and researched, and I narrowed it down to two. I was down to two. It was uh, a Piccolo which is a shorter version than this portable that I ended up going with and this portable. And I'm really happy with my decision. And it was a really hard decision to make just because of the price, really. I knew that I would like it, but I, I love it. I don't like being without this pen. It's It really suits my needs, my feel, my style, my aesthetic. Um... Pretty much everything about this pen fits me as a person perfectly. They're not for everyone for a whole list of reasons. Um, for one, they're very expensive, which I've talked about ad nauseum. For two, they are really light. It was like getting the iPhone 6 Plus for the first time. You're like, oh my God, this is so big. I'm never going to get used to this. In about one to two weeks, it doesn't feel big anymore. This Nakaya is so light. I was like, this is light as air. It feels strange. And now every time I use it, it doesn't feel light at all. It's such a different feeling pen. But now that I have it and use it all the time, I don't notice those type of things. It's just part of the experience. And that's what this whole pen is about. I kind of use it as my icebreaker now if I go out in public or to an event like last year we had the fall festival at knock and i brought my nakaya because we were going to have a pin swap there not that i was about to swap this pin for anything <laughs> but i knew people there would be interested in trying it and i'm fortunate enough to own one and i wanted to let others to be able to experience trying this for the first time and People were scared to take it out of my hands because they knew what it was. And they're like, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to stay over here. And you put that thing away. <laughs> Don't get that thing near me. That's exactly how I was. Yeah. And um, I said, no, listen, I brought this for a reason. I didn't have, you know, I had the opportunity where I had someone let me borrow one. So I knew what it was about. You may never own one. You may not want to own one. You may think it's the worst pen in the world. But here's an opportunity to try something you may never get to try again. Um, because you just don't see them in the wild that much. You know, you have to go to somewhere like the L.A. Pen Show to actually see a good range of Nakayas. So I made, <laughs> I badgered people into trying this pen. And, you know, they liked it and they were like, oh, well, thanks, you know. And But that's the way I feel about this pen. This is This is a go anywhere, do anything carried in my pants pocket in the kimono. I don't care if this pen gets beaten, dinged. It's going to get used. It's going to get loved. 
it's going to be mine. It's going to be shared with everyone. Um, you know, I want to to get it out there for someone others to experience, and it's just really, really nice. And I, it's really hard to review. That's for sure, and it's hard to describe. It's hard to talk about it on the show, even because you don't talk about like with a bunch of other pens. You don't talk about specs necessarily with Nakaya, right? It's not a pen that's built that way. Of course, you know when you order it, you kind of nail down all the specs, especially related to nib. But it's a piece of art, but it's made to be used, and that's the only way I was ever going to get a Nakaya if I was committed to using it full time. And this is far and away my most used pen, my most ink, inked up pen. It's it's in the rotation probably 75 to 90% of the time, which is knowing my pen rotation is a crap ton. Most pens don't are lucky to see like 25% time in action. This pen is in action essentially all the time. Um, it has a... A little downtime when I run it out of ink and I'll clean it. I'll let it sit for a few days until I miss it and I'll load it up with a new ink. So, you know, read the review. It's, um, I don't think they need to. <laughs> I hate you so much. So I would like to offer to send you one of my Nakaya's mic. No, you don't need to do that. That's that's insane. I see you in like six weeks. Oh, yeah. Don't you can send see me I'll one. bring them. Man, I'm dumb. Yeah, I want to yeah. try not just any. I want to try that one. See, like... yeah. I, I would feel f- like like the way you did with Thomas, like uh, about trying somebody's. I wouldn't feel that mm-hmm. way with yours. I just feel like it's it's you. Yeah, like yeah. It's gonna be totally yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. But like yeah, I want to. I want to try it. I'm so comfortable with this Nakaya now. Like, if you had this Nakaya and you dropped it on the floor, I wouldn't even flinch. It's like it's that kind of pen. It means a lot to me, but it's for a reason. Like it's. It's to be used, it's to be shown, it's to be experienced, and so what if something happens to it? Like, I'm not going to be scared to take these pens out of the house. It's just not even worth purchasing a pen if you're if you're just going to have it sitting around the house. So that's kind of the, the path I took with this Nakaya. And um, like I said, I mentioned, read the review because it's a little bit different review than I normally do. And um, I thought it turned out pretty good, even even for me, who's kind of wonky sometimes so uh, i i liked writing this review and it took me a long time because i didn't know what to say it's it's kind of hard to review a nakaya so i wanted to do it justice and i hope that i did and um it's gotten you know very positive uh feedback so check it out if you haven't already yeah i want to i want to I wanna play it play it i want to try it you want to play it i want to play, play i want to play with it I'm I'm very <laughs> excited. I'm very excited to try. You want to play with my pens in Atlanta anytime? Of course. I'm I'm also terrified of it though because okay. you know. And it'll be good making it it'll be good really... i will be bringing a ton of pins so uh you can you can experience them all okay oh i bought something i just what? i literally just received a uh shipping notification mm-hmm. i bought a retro 51 <laughs> what i just Which realized one? that it's it's broken my uh my streak i don't even know if you've seen this that they've done they've done another limited edition it feels like something you'd be super interested in. I'm gonna Which find one? it. I'm gonna put it in the chat room because I don't. I don't want to spoil it until you can see it. But I, I just got an email. I was like, "What did I buy from Goldspot?" But now, <laughs> I, now I remember what it is. Oh, yep. so is so you've broken your streak of not purchasing any pins this year. Yeah, yeah. So I did that too. Um, obviously, <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even cover the uh, Franklin Christoph Model 66 Ice that I uh, that I Instagrammed earlier this week we didn't even talk about that one that's a pretty awesome pen i'm just trying oh man this is annoying i'm trying to find it is it the basketball edition yeah it is okay i've seen that one swish that was pretty... i found it oh, now it's called the swish yeah that's awesome <laughs> i saw it and i was like i like that i like that enough i want that in my collection um, yeah so uh, yeah so I got one it's one so of those no the... out of 500 ones again you know yeah yeah so they have the Swish, and they did a football one, an American football one, I believe, from what someone was telling me when they sent me the Swish. So now I'm just waiting for the baseball one, and that one I'll be all over. 
um, especially if it's a limited edition and uh, baseball season's about to get started in a month. So maybe they'll maybe they'll come through this year with a with a baseball edition to add into the uh, other editions that they have. It looks that basketball edition looks really, really nice. I'm thinking that a, that the bob, like the bubble texture will be really nice to hold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to get that one. I'll probably have that in a couple of weeks, I reckon. So just got cool. standard shipping with it. But yeah, that's that's I mean, I don't really count it. But um, it's my first purchase this year. <laughs> you sound like me. It's like I'm not going to buy any pins till the Atlanta Pin Show. This one doesn't count, does it? <laughs> it kind of doesn't count, though. You know, I I don't even know how many of them I got, but I'm in double digits. Like it's at this point, it's just you know. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's uh, let's talk about one, another one of our good friends, and I'm gonna talk into a uh, talk you into another pen that you need to buy. Yeah, I know you've been speaking a lot, but I actually want your participation on this one. Um, okay, sure. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and ten percent off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code INC at checkout. Squarespace, build it beautiful. When it comes to giving yourself a place online, I believe there's nowhere better than a Squarespace, but the reason I want Brad today is because he uses them extensively for all of his projects. And Brad, I just, you know, people have heard me, they hear me talk about this way more than you, and I kind of just wanted to get a sense from you, kind of just mix it up a little bit today. Um, why do you use Squarespace? What what makes you, you know, what made you go with them in the first place for the pen addict? And then obviously after using them for so long, what was it that then made you want to go with them for knock as well? Yeah, so the primary thing that attracts me to Squarespace, I guess it's twofold. One is ease of use, and two is beautiful design. So they make it really easy to set up a blog, to make a post on a blog, to add pictures to a blog, to change the design of your blog. Everything is simple, intuitive, and most important to me is I never have to upgrade their software. And with Squarespace, that was the key for me is that I don't have to do that. I don't have to do extra maintenance to keep my Squarespace site up to date. So they make that easy. They make making posts easy and the design is beautiful. So that got me started. And what's helped me out through the years is their support is top notch. They, every platform, everything we do, you're going to run into bugs or issues or you know, different things that are kind of annoyances, if you will. You open a ticket with Squarespace. You usually get a response back within 15 minutes. Say, hey, we got it. I understand your problem. Let me look and see what we can do. Oftentimes, in another hour, you'll have that response and say, hey, we figured it out. Thanks for pointing that out. We're going to push this fix out. And tomorrow, you're not going to see that. That's happened to me several times. I've pointed out bugs to them um, that they didn't know existed, and they always fix them. They come through on their support. They're very responsive and super helpful. So that's kind of what got me there and what keeps me there. And those things continue haven't changed from the day I started on Squarespace until now. Um, the customer experience has been consistent. The platform's been stable for me, and it works well for exactly what i need i couldn't have said it better myself you thanks sh- for putting me on the spot there <laughs> thank you for doing it i appreciate it I, you know i i i did that purposefully because i wanted your Good. honesty from it and i think that that is key because uh, i know Good. how much you you love the platform the same same way that i do um, yep. not only are they a great supporter they actually make a, a excellent product as well so it makes it easy to talk about thank you so much to squarespace for helping us out and supporting this week's episode if you want to go and sign up right now for a free trial go to squarespace.com and you can use the offer code inc at checkout it's going to get you 10 percent off your first purchase and show that you heard about them from the pen addict thanks again to squarespace build it beautiful all right so the next pen i want to talk about is one i referred to with our pen chalet sponsor the pilot custom 74 I love my Nakayas. I have several now, which is a problem we'll get to another day. But if I had to choose a brand that is widely available, is high quality, is reasonably priced, is superior performance, 
I'd have to say Pilot overall as a brand is my favorite brand in fountain pens. I have a huge variety of them. I've tried not near all of them, but I've tried a bunch of them. The Pilot 74 is probably my favorite of the bunch so far that I've tried. I have, for those playing along at home, I have the 91, the 912 in two different nibs. I have the Falcon. Of course, I have the Prera. I have the Vanishing Point. Um, I'm probably missing some that I don't have. So I've got a good experience with Pilot Overhaul overall. I don't have the 823 yet, but that's on the shopping list. And I have the 92. I didn't say that. I said 91, 912, and 92. They could use a little bit of variety in their product names. Yeah, it's difficult to but, keep uh, track of them. There's probably a reason for that. I get them mixed up all the time, except especially the 74 and 92, because those look the most similar. They're both demonstrator barrels. The 74, that let me backtrack, the 92 is a piston filler. It's great. That's maybe my second favorite. The 74 is a cartridge converter filler, but... I like the design of it better. It's got these rounded ends and the 92 has squared off ends. And it's hard to compare two pens that are so similar in design and features. Most people would default saying the piston filler is the better choice. I can't really argue with that. But for some reason, the 74, which is the cartridge converter filler with the rounded ends, feels better in my hand when I write with it. It's more substantial. It's probably because I use the large size converter, the Con 70 converter, which is the high capacity converter pilot makes. That adds weight to the pen. So it has, it's by no means hefty, but pilot makes generally some lighter weight pens and that added weight of the con 70 converter plus the larger quantity of ink it holds makes that pen feel really really awesome um i also did something different with it with the 74 and then i ordered a medium nib Hmm. now the japanese nibs i usually prefer are fine with a little bit of extra fine mixed in and your standard fine in a Japanese nib is going to be finer than any Western extra fine nib you use. It just is. It's super fine. Fine is more than enough fineness for anyone. Extra fine is really, really extreme. I have enough fine. I have enough extra fine. I have zero pilot medium nibs. So I wanted to try it. I think that's the sweet spot for me. No in way. Ja- in, Jap- in Japanese nibs, not in all nibs. No, I know. I, can't, I know. But yeah. still. Just for general, everyday writing, medium Japanese flows perfectly. It's like a champ. The experience of writing with the medium is better than I anticipated. I love the fines and extra fines for when I'm doing something specific. If I'm doing something general and just writing, you know, maybe in a meeting or notes or something random... The medium functions better for that. And I've found that across other Japanese brands too. I have a Sailor in medium. I have a Nakaya in medium. And I get more enjoyment out of writing in general terms with a Japanese medium nib. And I would not have thought that. Um, it's, I don't know, it's cool. I, I like seeing the expressiveness of the ink. You know, that's one thing that has turn me off of some of the extra fine and fine nibs you don't really get to see the ink when you're writing so tiny now i enjoy writing tiny and sometimes i want to do it but you know why put some bright blue con pecky in the most fine nib you have you're not really going to get any benefit out of it so having these medium nibs is kind of the best of both worlds i get a very very fine nib still i get an excellent excellent performer and i get some great looking ink on the page And it's just kind of the best all-around nib that I'm using right now. Subject to change. You know I love my stub nibs. You know I love my extra, extra fine nibs. But just for general use, loving medium Japanese nibs. That's what I have in this 74, and that's what I think is making me use it so often. It's just a great all-around pen. So I, I really, really recommend, like, 
all the pilot line, but like the 74 and the 92 are great pens. I don't rank pens like I don't have like grade scales or ratings, but if you wanted to do like a star rating or whatever, like if five stars is the best, the custom 74 is like a five star pen because it kind of ticks all the boxes. It's high quality. It's good value. It's excellent performance. It's beautiful design. It's kind of got everything. And um, to me, it's just really a flawless pen. I love that pen. So that's another review. That's another spending everybody's money today. I know spending everyone's money. And I think I put it in the review. I don't, I'll have to pull it up. I got a lot of questions on that ink that I used in that review. That's my Scabix mixture that we've talked about. If you haven't uh, caught all the episodes of the podcast, this is Roaring Klingner's Salix and Scabiosa at a one-to-one ratio mixed. It's the only ink mixture I use, but it's a killer. It's a, it's a killer ink. Number one ink overall, maybe. Just kidding. Not really. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know this wasn't purposeful but i do want to just remind people that that pen are doing a special on that this week so yes yeah and i bought this pen the last time pen chalet put it on special it had been on my wish list for a long time and when i got the discount that pen chalet offered through the podcast i didn't get any other discounts it was just our regular podcast spot that they said us now's the time bought the orange and i love it super happy with it so yeah now this one mike one more top one more uh review we're gonna get to and i'm very interested in your thoughts on this because i'm still interested in my thoughts on this (laughs) and it's the review i did today for the midori traveler's notebook the passport size i reviewed this um i got this from jet pens uh probably a month ago and i've been carrying it around some using it some and I bought, I don't know if you remember, and I don't know how much I talked about it on the show, but not a ton. Late last year, I bought the regular size. There's two sizes of Midori Traveler's notebook covers. There's a regular size, which is kind of the elongated. I don't have the dimensions in front of me, but it's a long, skinny notebook. And then the passport size is shorter and stubbier, a little smaller than like a Field Notes notebook. Well, the Midori was one of the things the things that brought us together. Was it? Yeah. So What do you mean? When... Also- um, when we had you on enough, it was a conversation. One of the reasons we brought you onto the show was because uh, you had the small one, I think, at the time, and Pat wanted to talk to you about it, or it was vice versa. You know what it was? I remember this now. It was the Pele Journal. That's it. Which I sent to Patrick when I worked at JetPens, and it was a uh, Looks just like this. Of, yes. And it's real. The Pele's were very impressive. I have one of and those. It was, yeah, it was kind of sad to see them kind of vanish off into the ether because they did, in my opinion, an excellent job at their product. I was very happy with that product. Um, I actually sent the one that I had to Joe Lebo, who's never reviewed that for me on the pen attic. Just saying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have a Pele. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? The small size, yep. like the same size I reviews. Have you ever used it? Do you use it at all? Do you understand it? Do you get it? What are your thoughts on it? I used to use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now this was the I have the small size, uh, right? Which is like field note size, and I used to use yep. it all the time, but I I don't use it anymore, not yeah. for any specific reason. Okay, so I didn't even realize you even ever used one at all. So did you? Did you have a particular use for it? Did you have? Like all these tricked out things that everyone has when I see all these Midoris online, when I'm scrolling through my Instagram and and replying in English uh, to all the Japanese and Korean terms that you enjoy so much. No, I wish I did. I just used to put my field notes in there. Yeah, yeah. So that's what kept me away from it for so long. Why do I need this? I like carrying my memo books in my pocket naked. Or in a small sleeve. I've had leather sleeves in the past. I have the fodder stock now. You know, I like a little bit of cover for them. Why do I need a Midori? And Lord knows why we need any of these products, right? But let's not get into that discussion today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I've sold all these pins today, right? Um, <laughs> but I get this a little bit more now that I've had time to play with it. Like I said, I had the regular size and I thought. 
if I had to pick one of the two, the regular or the lar- the or the passport, passport being the smaller size, I thought for sure the regular was the way to go. More writing room, a little bit larger, but still a nice size, still compact, easily portable. And I thought the passport was just going to be too small, kind of dinky. It's smaller than a field note, so it doesn't fit your traditional field notes. They stick out about a half an inch. Um, because the Midori notebooks are they're called passport size for a reason, which is a th- um, three and a half inch by five inch notebook insert instead of three and a half inch by five and a half inch, which is your standard memo size notebook. Do I need to convert that for our British listeners? No, you're right. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, it's a little smaller. It fits Midori's notebooks, right? They want to sell you more stuff, and so I I was like I had. Don't really, eh, whatever. It's awesome. It's beautiful looking. Midori kills design and marketing and packaging. They are awesome. They're brilliant at that. But do I need one and am I going to use it? And I've, I've always said no. I'm really digging this little passport guy. He, it is fun to put together and use. And I especially like throwing this stuff together on the outside of it so I can carry it all as one little kit, you know, throw a pen, throw an extra notebook on the outside, and I kind of have everything I want in there. And I have a little folder um, zip pocket in the back that can hold things like my business cards and stickers and receipts or whatever I need. And it's like just the right size, and it feels really cool. And to circle back around to the Baron Fig thing, the Baron Frig, Frig, (laughs) That's my new company, Baron Frigg. <laughs> the Baron Fig Apprentice fits the Midori size perfectly. It's like a three and a half by five inch notebook. You know, the apprentices are a little bit shorter than this traditional memo book. So I, I just threw that in there in the Midori. Fits perfectly. And I'm really new to this whole Midori thing, but I've seen them online for years and years and years. And I love what people are doing to them and how they can manipulate them into what they need, how they can modify them completely to fit their needs the customization that can be done on these products is off the charts and that's what intrigues me i'm not a huge fidgeter when i get a product i will get i will do like step one of the odd thing you're not supposed to do right if i have a pen refill and i need to cut an eighth of an inch off the back of the refill to fit this other pen barrel I'm good with that, but I'm not like removing the nib with pliers to stick it into a different refill setting and cutting down all these other parts. That's not my game. I'm good on kind of on the phase one hacks, but any uh any like uh phase four level hacks, that's not my thing. So I have to see how this is going to turn out. This Midori is going to be a work in progress for me. I've enjoyed using it more than I thought I would, to be perfectly honest. It's a really good product. And uh, so we'll see. This is uh, something we'll probably circle back on one of these days and and see if I've stuck with it. Like the Hobonichi, I didn't stick with. Most amazing product in the world, right? I mean, it really, really is. But it didn't fit me and how I use things. Maybe the Midori will. So we'll see. I'm just not interested in a notebook cover that I have to then switch to different notebooks to use. Like if yep. I'm going to buy something like this, I want it to fit the notebooks that I already like. Right. But also so I talk- like, the main thing, you know, that I love about my field notes is their character and, and putting them in a cover, which is why I've never really seriously entertained a field notes cover. You lose a lot of the character. Yep. Yep. I agree with a lot of that. And I actually mentioned in the post about fitting field notes and, how people, you know, have kind of taken this Midori style and they create their own to fit field notes. And there's other products that fit memo, traditional memo books um, better for this. So, yeah, there's there's ways to do it. But I'm, I'm with you in general. I'm with you. Give me the notebook, throw it in my pocket, maybe a thin case that I'll put it on. And that's about it. I'm kind of digging carrying this passport. So we'll see. But I, you're right. You, I am kind of pimped into very limited paper choices fortunately the midori paper is killer works with all pens perfectly well the customization is what i love the rotafard for you know yeah that's true that fits your that fits your needs really well, well and did. i do like that size format huh. well my needs are totally different now yeah 
Um, but you're not carrying around the iPad as much. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't use an iPad anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's and I also don't need something to carry stuff around in every day. True. So the road to Farden is kind of it's a fantastic thing, uh, but I don't really need it for what what I used it for anymore. Right. Right. When I travel, I still take it because it's the perfect thing for travel. But yeah, that's really good. But yeah. So there you go. Right. I think that's about it for this week's episode. Um, I've put together a lovely uh, lovely set of links for you, which you can find over at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 144. You can go to penaddict.fm, but it's not going to take you anywhere, but Brad would like you to go there anyway. Um, if you want to find Mr. Brad Dowdy online, there's a couple <laughs> of places you can do that. He's at Dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and penaddict on Instagram. And you can find his great writing over at penaddict.com. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to find us there, you can do that. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, our friends over at lindo.com, Pen Chalet, and Squarespace. Thanks so much to those guys. But most importantly, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>